welcome to your second most favorite show ever, Under the Radar, Ian <laughs> After Dawn edition. Ian After Dark has been put to bed as we start to get serious uh, by request of the man you know and love, Ian Kahn. It's true. It's true. I have my reasons. I'm sure we'll get into it after we do the full introductions. And uh, the acquiescer to this plan who ruined all our fun because... Could have been a two-to-one vote. Instead, it was a one-to-two vote. I am the problem because I was a very indifferent swing vote. I was not strongly opposed or in favor of uh, Ian After Dark as we now have more baseball stuff to talk about. I guess getting into a rhythm is good, right? Like This feels more like baseball's coming back, whereas Ian After yeah. Dark kind of felt like we were just in the perpetual nothing's moving forward state. So I think this ultimately is a good thing, but you know we'll see. Look, I'm all for time to get serious. That was the theme last week uh, before Ian took us off the rails several times. So Many times, but that's why <laughs> Ian After Dark is not a good move. Ian After Dark Ian After Dark was a tremendous amount of fun, I must say. Early, especially early on, sort of the novelty of it, the clink of the glass, uh, slightly drunk, uh, super fun. And to get us through some times where we were talking about stuff that didn't have much to do with baseball, just to keep us going, keep the show going, keep our audience listening for, a, you know, get, get them an extra hour during their week of sort of like what's going on in the world. But the truth is that yeah, my, my Wednesdays became sort of wastelands because like, you know, when I was doing plays, you do a play from, you know, when you're doing theater, you get to the theater at seven o'clock for an eight o'clock show. You do the show from eight to let's say 1035. You're then up until easily three o'clock in the morning because you're, you know, you've played the game. I think baseball players stay up super late. So what I was finding was I'd be super tired getting to the show at 1030 at night. Then at 1130 at night, we would get off and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. And then I'm up till 2.30, and then my Wednesday at work is just a wasteland. So I, I did make the request. I think it's going to be uh, – it's great. It's actually I'm, – I'm just delighted to be back. It, it feels like baseball's back because we're back at 11.30 with a hard out at 12.30. I'm kind of excited. Uh, baseball decidedly not back. Uh, Jay Jaffe actually wrote a pretty interesting column on that on Fangraphs. We can get to that in a minute. Um because I do want to get into a question, like, is there any opt- – like, no one's being optimistic about this, but if you just kind of take a step back, I think there's reason to be. Um, I think we'll get there. But first, I want to get to the DVR opt-out tracker, which is related to this. Um, in our little internal conversations that we have for the fantasy writing side, uh, which is basically it's me, DVR, Funston, and Jake, uh, DVR has been tracking a lot of the opt-outs and the people who have tested positive for COVID – which, you know, we have to be careful with because there's this whole policy in place where the player has to actually confirm it or they allow the team to release their names. Um, a lot of speculation of players who haven't shown up yet, you know, thought they hasn't been here in three days. And, you know, eventually they'll announce that they have it. But uh, it's a wild thing to track DVR. And one thing, well, first of all, are there any updates to the opt-out tracker that we should know about that has happened in the last four hours, possibly? Opt-outs in the last four four hours not that i've seen so everything up through david price and then nick marcakis and felix hernandez i guess marcakis was monday so he's the most recent i haven't seen anyone opt out since then the all old guys yeah all guys who've made their money yeah i think i think that's a pretty common thread i mean joe ross is kind of an exception right a player who hasn't reached free agency yet but most of these guys have signed one, possibly two big contracts with life-altering money, and I'm sure that plays a role in how they decide if it's worth their risk or not to play this year. 
But this tracker, you know, we were going back and forth about it over the weekend. I was trying to just put it together to figure out what was going on because I, I saw so much news flying by. Like I made the mistake. I opened up my phone on the 4th of July. I was like, oh, what's going on in baseball today? And it was just a terrible news day. It was a positive COVID test for Sal Perez, a positive Sal uh, test for Freddie Freeman and three other Braves. It was Masahiro Tanaka getting hit by a comebacker. It was all this, it was all this <laughs> stuff. And then like sprinkled in with that, there were the players who were in this weird purgatory. And Nando was talking about the... Uh, the, the way this is set up is teams can't reveal a positive test unless the player consents to it because of HIPAA laws, which is understandable. That all makes sense. But what it has forced managers and GMs and the people with baseball teams to do, the people who deal with the media, they've had to be very vague about situations. So what's making this extra weird is one, the language being used is inconsistent and there's no way to really make it consistent. You know, two, just the limitations on what those people can even say in the first place. And then three, you also have players who are away from summer camps right now for reasons that are not related to the virus. So you can't necessarily look at a player and say, oh, he didn't work out these last three days and assume that he has the virus. It could easily be just a regular personal issue. It could be something uh, like a birth in the family. You know, It could be something completely unrelated to baseball that's causing uh, a player to be away. And yet, here we are, like waiting for more details. And usually, after a few days pass, something happens. Either the player reports, and you kind of find out what it was that was keeping them away, or you get a follow up that there was, in fact, something related to COVID going on. And I don't think there's ever been a more difficult time to just keep track of what is happening. And I've also, one more thing to add here that adds one more layer of confusion. Because of the way summer camps are being run, where teams are trying to split players into smaller groups, you can't even necessarily rely on the absence during media availability as an actual absence. So what I mean by that is, like for a team like the Brewers, uh, Christian Yelich might be in the afternoon group, and if the media availability is during the morning workouts, you could go a few days without seeing Yelich. It doesn't mean that he's not healthy. It just means he wasn't in the group that was practicing and working out in front of the media. So it's insane right now to try and figure out, like, okay, who's actually going to be ready? You know, how much, how much have they been able to work out for pitchers? How much have they been able to throw? How stretched out are they? You guys have seen some reports, too, individual pitchers. Some guys are going five or six innings already. Garrett Cole went five innings last night. Yeah, like Garrett Cole's kind of already like ready to go. Like if the season started this yeah. weekend, he'd probably go six in his first start, which wouldn't really be a concern. But then there's other guys that haven't been able to throw for 10 days or two weeks who might be down at two or three innings. So this is just the Wild West in terms of projecting roles and availability right now. Wouldn't that be fun, though, Nando? Don't you think that, like, the fact that it's going to be like fantasy football more this year than ever before? Because fantasy baseball is this long, languid marathon with, you know, and now it's just like, yo, you better get your players right. Like, don't miss out on a week because it's going to screw you. It, 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 it sort of, it's like, it's going to be a real, like, like a fast paced experience that I'm, if we get to play, if the players get to play, so we get to play our game. Um, I think it's going to be taking aside all of the health issues for gosh sakes, because if we go deep on that, it's, you know, they probably, you know, maybe stay home. Everyone should stay home. All that being said, if we are going to play baseball, 
it's going to be, I think, an interesting experience. Like Mike Miner, like all of a sudden, you know, Mike Miner is only going three innings. Is he and you've paid money for him? Like, unfortunately, like who who's going to go those six innings? I just think it's going to be fun. I think it. I think it's going to be interesting. I think a lot of people are going to be frustrated and upset, and you can't enter the season thinking like this is going to take a lot of skill. I guess. I mean, you can take a lot of skill in player evaluation, but I wouldn't worry too much about skill in terms of you know, fine batters maybe. I mean, you look at the schedules and there aren't a lot of days off. Uh, I think, man, I think it's like the Mariners have 17 games in a row to finish the season. There's some American League team that has like a crazy stretch run at the end. Um, so if you go into the season being like, hey, whatever, I'll get the guys I like and I don't care, uh, you'll be in a much better mental state. Yeah, but also, you know, stay sharp on the waiver wire, right? If you have a once a week waiver wire, those every fab is going to matter. Uh, I've been trying to find a way in one of my dynasty leagues that I'm co-commissioner of to change. It used to be a weekly league. We're trying to figure out a way to do Monday and Friday substitutions on CBS, which we're having trouble doing, unfortunately. But that'll add something because, look, if a guy gets hurt now on a Tuesday and usually like, ah, I'm screwed for the week, like it's okay. But now it's screwed for three weeks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's or two and a half weeks or whatever, whatever the, the equation is. So we're trying to mitigate that as much as we possibly can. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty challenging, but but also you know I, I I'm excited to watch baseball with with prayers for health, especially for Masahiro Tanaka who got hit in the head. <laughs> My God, he seems like he's fine. He seems yeah, seems but fine. Giancarlo Stanton, what is the karma on that dude? I mean, he just you know he gets hit in the face by Mike Fires, his whole life gets turned upside down. Then he hits his boy Masahiro. I mean, it's just it's just tough. That was that was a tough moment. That was a moment where I was like, well, maybe they shouldn't be playing baseball. Maybe that's a sign. No, oh, come on. So, so here's my problem. All right. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, but there, and I mentioned this, there's no op, there's no person out there being like, Hey, this is going to happen. Like there are 60 people in camp, you know, 58, 57, depending on how many are COVID positive and have opted out, whatever. But eventually at some point, they're going to be 60 people in each camp, hopefully. Um, and you get to pick 30 from that pool, you know? So even if like, 15 people come down with COVID and then that's assuming that they don't come back because we still don't know what the long-term residual effects of this, you know, tears up a lot of people's lungs. Um, you still got 45 people you can play with for a you know, 30, 28, 26 man roster. Um, like I know people are saying it's getting worse and whatever, whatever, but you know, MLB could also just like really quickly shift and be like, all right, we're only going to play our games in New York, New Jersey, minor league parks, we got the, you know, Mets field, Yankees field, we get, you know, Buffalo, Syracuse, Rochester, Binghamton, all these places we can play these games for TV and make it just a made for TV event. There's still ways they can adjust and shrink and move things around. So I just feel like maybe under the radar should take it upon ourselves to be the voices of optimism in this whole thing and say, the season's happening. Like, let's, let's get a little excited about it, please. It just seems like everyone's like, oh, this is the worst. Oh my God, this guy's uh, rising cases. And yeah, that all sucks. Let's do this way. I'm all for optimism always, 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 right? And so are you. It's part of why you're Nando DeFino. That's right. You understand how optimism, actually in life, optimism will make your life better because just it does. It, it, it Not just in a, well, I think better, but like life comes at you. Life gives you what you give out. Let's put it that way. It's part of the reason, dude. That's why I call you the godfather, man. It's uh. one of your it's your. Dude, it's your secret sauce. It's your total secret sauce. I like to think that I've got that secret sauce too. DVR, in his own way, has got his secret sauce. I don't know if DVR Ma- has. DVR's a bitter guy. 
<laughs> he's not. A, <laughs> he's wow. not he's, I wouldn't say he. No, I wouldn't kidding. go so far as no. No, that was bitter. a joke. I wouldn't even know why you're trying to qualify that. Right. No, but it, no. <laughs> but but you and I tend to be somewhat what my mom would call cockeyed optimists in the world. So let's just put it this way: there's an understanding that there are incredible challenges and the physical and health challenges for everybody. Right. Um, under the context of that. If there is going to be baseball, let's get behind that experience and enjoy it and and be fortunate and be grateful to these ballplayers. And at the same time, look at David Price, Mike Trout, anybody who decides that they do not want to play, like tip our hats and go absolutely. Then there's a guy like Taiwan Walker, right? Taiwan Walker's like, yeah, I'm going to pitch because I haven't been able to pitch in like four freaking years. And I am going to run headfirst into this experience. Um, you know, that, that that's the that's the flip side of it as well but it is incredibly dangerous we're in a, a horrible time but if they can find a way to do the testing and keep it safe i i hope that they can find their way to do that and be wise enough if it's just turning into a, a show a pitch show so what i did i saved you from having to edit because we're tight on time if it turns into a pitch show they need to shut it down but in the meanwhile there is a certain amount of fun i had an experience the other day where i was like wait a minute i have all these baseball teams that i drafted yeah go look at March. those I was I was so thrilled. I was like, good choice. Ooh, got him. Ooh, I'm glad I did that. And there's one team. I was like, what the hell were you thinking? What were you what happened there? But overall, I was like, oh, this is really good. Like AJ Puck, seven bucks, AL Labor. Pretty excited about that right now. Thinking, eh, it's gonna be good. Yeah, I think there's gonna be I'm gonna look at this later, but there's gotta be some kind of K per nine multiplied by innings pitched. Where you know, you get the guys who had and it's probably over the last two years. So say someone hasn't pitched more than 250 innings over the last two years, um, and that was tempering a lot of excitement. I know this is a very obvious thing that a lot of people have been talking about, you know, these pitchers who were going to have pitch limits and no longer have them. But I wonder if there's a way to quantify that somehow with just innings pitched in K per nine, because that's what I'm looking at right now more than anything, and whip, I guess. DVR knows this better than anybody, so I'll pass it on him. But guys like AJ Puck, guys like Rich Hill. Well, Lazardo's got COVID, so that sucks. Does he really? Yeah, did they announce that yesterday? Uh, DVR, you're the actually DVR. Congratulations, you're the guru. You're the entire baseball world's guru on who has COVID and who doesn't. Yeah, uh, Luzardo was uh, among the confirmed tests from uh, Tuesday, which damn. is just on Sunday. He was in the not in camp yet for personal reasons or undisclosed reasons. I forget which term Bob Melvin used. So he went from you know the watch list to unfortunately tested positive. Um, I think to the point though, yes, uh, the the high K nine guys, even in limited innings, even the non traditional starters, which I I think AJ Puck, despite the fact that that Billy Bean has come out and said that he doesn't really have restrictions, I still think they're going to use AJ Puck very carefully because of his injury history, because of time that he's missed, because there is still some question as to how efficient he's going to be. Right? I mean, if if you said what is the greatest skills flaw for AJ Puck? I mean, Ian, you'd probably say it's the concerns about his walk rate, right? Sure, his command. Right. He, he, yeah, and especially coming off the injury, it's going to be even more challenged. But if he can put it together, you know, these guys, each one of these games counts as two and a half. That's why I think we may see Wander Franco this year. And in Dynasty Leagues, to relate it back to fantasy for a minute, this is the year that you can win a championship in a Dynasty League. Like, this is a good year to go all in because, and, and it's a good year for people who are at the top of the food chain to sort of, uh, 
take advantage of that opportunity for other teams that want to be like, you know what? I want to make the money and I'm willing to go all in because in a 60 game season, you know, you never know. Like anything can happen. That's why you should. That's why I think you shouldn't because like that team that might be crappy, like that should be a seventh place team in regular year 2020 has a shot at the title now. And so you're, you're risking your entire future for a shot at a year with more risk than we've ever seen before in our lives. That's true. That's true. But so I'm, the opposite. Guys. I'm the opposite. I'm the yin to your yang, I guess. I'm just the opposite. No, it's, uh, frankly, I think uh, I'll be looking to take advantage of, as in, in Dynasty Leagues, I tend to have a pretty deep squad, and I'm going to be looking to teams who are just on the periphery of the bubble and sort of say, hey, you know, you do have a chance to certainly make the money and maybe even win this damn thing. Do you want to go for it? Because it's going to count. It's going to be, a, there's going to be a champion. If there, if there is a full season, you know, I got to go win. If I want to hold my Tout Wars championship, I, I got to win this year because whoever wins this year in the 60 game is going to hold it for the next year. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be fighting my tail off to try to defend my championship. And same with Dynasty Leagues. Like, as far as I'm concerned, a 60 game season counts. This I hear counts. there's a lot of drama in the Tout Wars emails. You don't uh, have to name names. I thought they handled it well. Oh, yeah. TBR, what do you think? I thought they handled it great. The board kind of said, hey, guys, enjoy your weekend. We're talking about these things. And they came out with a ruling. And I think people have been, at least in terms of not hitting reply all, they've been better ever since that message came out over the weekend. That's my only beef with people in leagues is when they hit reply all for something that definitely does not need to be seen by everybody involved with the league. Well, you did a good job on that with, with I think it was, was it Maki or the Triple Crown, which we need to talk about, Nando. You got a team to take care of. Is that why but, you put AL only in caps? Yes, dude, because <laughs> you have to play that league out because Brett Sayer has got NL, I've got mixed, and you've got AL, and we're going to win the Triple Crown. I know, like we did it for the show, right? But since we're not doing things for the show anymore, <laughs> like doing this at noon, uh, do I really have to? Yeah. Yes, you really have to. You pick this. Is, oh, See, Nando, yes, you are responsible, and it's on RT, and there's nothing you can do about it. So I can, here, I can, actually, I can farm it out to someone else. Well, Would that better be, be somebody good. I'm, I'm, because you farmed it out to me, I'm going to farm it out to someone else. You, they need. I need to get approval on that. Um, but so, but here, here's what I thought was interesting about the Tout Wars, and I think is is worth worth talking about. So basically, the issue with Tout Wars was, do we redraft right? And there's some. Really good players who are like, yeah, let's redo it. There, you know, and there are some really good players who are like, no, we're not redoing it. I've done it. And I don't have time to do to do another one. I'm not redoing it. Right? Did you bring um, up the Jake Seeley plan? Uh, J- I think Jake put out the Jake Seeley. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that was a stupid question. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but he did it really well. Like I thought it was classy, and he was like, hey, look, I, I, I'm happy with however it goes, but I did propose this, and I think it's an interesting idea. But here's here's what it here's why I think it's informative for listeners, right? So I commissioned another league where it's my fa- friends and family league I've been doing since 2011, right? And we drafted in March. And there was some talk of it's a head-to-head league, which is really hard in this format. So we're going to switch it to Roto. But then people are like, but I didn't draft for Roto. I drafted for head-to-head. I was like, all right. And then the one guy was like, hey, let's just redo it. Let's just have fun. We'll redraft it. And I had two guys reach out to me going, I- sorry, I'm not available to redraft. I- like, it's not that I love my team. One of them has Mike Trout. He's like, he's like, I... This, I, I don't have the time of the bandwidth right now to redraft the team. And it's like, you know what? If you've drafted, stick with what you've done. 
Stick with the guys that you've got. There's no need to redraft it again. It's just tough luck. I mean, you know, I drafted Chris Sale in a couple of leagues early on with the understanding that he might have to have TJ surgery. This is just part of the, part of the process. And like I said, it's a little bit more like fantasy football. It's a lot more, there's more injuries in football than there are in baseball. It's one of the reasons I don't like fantasy football is like, it's just like people get hurt all the time. And baseball is going to be like that this year. It's just the hurt is something more substantive than before. But that's why I thought the tout was, I thought that the, the tout board handled it really, really well, wisely. And then Todd Zola and Peter Kreitzer put together another league um, f- for the per- one person said it would be good to show people um, how the touts would be drafting now. So they set up another league to do that. But the Tout Wars stuff is done. And I, I was on board. I didn't get involved because why am they don't need to hear from me. Um, but I, I'm, I was on board with the Tout Wars um, choice. No, speaking of which, uh, by the way, first off, shout out Dr. Thomas Scott, uh, official of Under the Radar. My um, boy. Yeah, DVR, yeah, DVR is going to run out. I have a couple kids just so he can get <laughs> Right, just so you Dr. Thomas. Yeah, in his circle. Come on. Hey, the house How great was that? I got, I got the house set up. It's I mean, it's a rental situation, but it's a great situation. So maybe maybe that's the next step. Hey, man. Time for the baby. Um, so, yes. <laughs> good news. Wait, wait, Nando. I got to give a shout out to, you, to your boy because he did. He reached out to me. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, I was aware. I tried to stop him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we followed each other and then we instant messaged and I was just like, hey, thanks. I was like, this is it. He's like, here's my number. If you ever have a problem, you totally call me. And I was like, this is a number I hope I never, ever have to use. But thank you so much. I hope you offered him the same and be like, hey, you got any questions? Just text me. Actually, you know what? I am going to do that. Absolutely. I am going to be his any any fantasy. Ba- Dr. Tom, any fantasy baseball question you have, period. I am at your disposal, sir. Send us some Boom. headshots, too. Why? Autographed headshots. You can hang them up in the office. I'm really not that good looking. Okay. All right. You guys all heard the sniff there, right? We did the video last week. Nando, both of you guys are very handsome men. Nando, Nando is, Nando's looking pretty sharp, I must say. I get dressed up for the the show. Dude, you look good. I put on a tux for Ian After Dark. Uh, Yeah. Now, Ian After Dawn. You get a t shirt. No. What, do we go Ian afternoon? Because it, it will be afternoon in about seven minutes. Yeah, well, when it airs, you know. When it's, I think people get the vibe. Ian after dawn, I was messing with. I don't know about like that one. I kind of like it. You know, I, I, was, I was good lunch. with all of it. Ian before lunch. Post lunch, it's not going to come out till because Derek's got a meeting and then he's got to edit it. Yeah, it's true. Send it. It's people gonna, listen to this on Thursday. Like, yeah, MLB. <laughs> two stadiums will have sunk into craters by the time this is out. <laughs> Everything will be outdated. Stop. <laughs> we lost Bush Stadium. <laughs> and it's down. It's a sinkhole. <laughs> it's in the sinkhole. I will say there was a minute. See, we're just going nuts. But no, don't try. This is not the same goofy fun as Ian After Dark. But nice try. I don't know, man. Yeah, just slip that one in. Isn't this great, guys? No, I mean, I was just like actually thinking like I'm afraid to joke about something crazy like that happening because in this year, this is the kind of year where that would happen. Like we'd wake up one day and they're like, oh, actually, overnight, Bush Stadium sank a hundred murder feet hornets. It's like what? That happened. That'd be insane. But <laughs> it would it, it, it'd be like barely in the top ten of things that have happened this year in terms of how surprising they are, which is just a real stamp for this banner year we're all having. That's DVR. He's not bitter, but he's sarcastic as a mofo because he he said he just said this banner year that we're having, right? Which is clearly like not. It's not a banner year. It's like worst year ever so far. Um, but you know, he's got that, he, he's got that little twist at the end. He'll, he'll give you that little sarcastic jab. You know, that's what, that's what DVR brings to the table too, along with genius and wonder and as nice a man as you can find. Shibata. Segway. 
Yeah. Segways are for children. Go for it. Just let me know when I can segue. I forgot what I was going to segue to, so forget it now. <laughs> Ian refuses to do the best ball. I, I know what your explanation is because you think people are going to steal your picks in the auction, right? And you're going to give away your strategy? It's partially that. It's partially that Glenn and Rick... Oh, wait. Glenn Colton. A little Ian after dark uh, throwback. Um, those guys are going to be doing the best ball. They're going to be seeing the guys that I'm drafting. I don't. I don't really want to do that. Like I want to that auction, that GDD auction that we have coming up on. I think July 21st. Super excited about it. Like I'm all in on that experience. DVR, you're going to love this. So Steve Cozzolino, the Godfather of GDD, the man who put it all together, sent me a text, and he's asking me if I can cajole you into joining the best ball. Which I think we only got seven people. So basically, your lack of enthusiasm has sunk the best ball. You and DVR. All right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Steve tells everybody Ian doesn't want in. So, like, what's the point of doing it? I'm on the list. I'm on the seven. I know. I'm just kidding. The idea is uh, we were going to do it, you know, our regular league, but, you know, just to kind of give someone else uh, or give people like another thrill, we we're going to do a best ball on the side. Um, you know, this is probably best ball 10, like a $10 little league. So you heard Ian's reason for not doing it. Steve sends me a text. Uh, <laughs> plus we already know who Ian likes from the show. Everyone all in caps from GDD listens to UTR. Here they are con targets. Are you ready for this? No, don't read it. No, dude. Uh, like, I, like this doesn't even fit. No. This text okay, doesn't go even ahead, fit go on ahead. my screen. <laughs> like I got to scroll to get like, he, he's in your head, man. Steve Gosolino's in your head so hard. And this is amazing. Yeah, go. Let's hear. You ready? I mean, there are, a lot, there are like 30 names here. I'll just say yes or no real fast. Okay. Otani. No. You're so full of no. it. No. <laughs> All right. Otani Torres. No. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Sanchez. Nah. Yeah. Gavin Lux. Uh, I, I, I'm <laughs> so over-invested. Because there no, are a lot no, no, no. more players Keep here. Keep going. No, no. I'm so over-invested in Lux, I'm a little nervous. Keep going. Kyle Schwarber. Yes. Chris Bryant. Yeah. Corey Kluber. More, that's more DVR than me. Clayton Kershaw. Yep. Manny Machado. Yep. Nate Pearson. Wait, who? Nate Pearson? Nah, 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 nah. Well, nah. nah. <laughs> I think you got to think about it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, jo- I'm thinking. Joe Adele. I mean, everyone, but yeah, sure. Okay. Bryce Harper. Yeah. JD Martinez. No. Brandon Nimmo. Yeah. Jerkson Profar. No, no, no. Juris. No. <laughs> Juris Familia. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, a little bit. Sandy Alcantara. Yeah, yeah. He's- Corey Dickerson. No, no. All right, Josh Bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luke Voigt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jorge Alfaro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. Teoscar Hernandez. Looks like I could do this best ball because yeah, everybody really, knows all my really guys. Yeah. list. Holy cow. I know. That, like, Here's the last one. Ian loves, all in caps, Tim Anderson. I do, actually. He's right. All right, so let's do the best ball because I'm just going to be – here's the problem. But see, here's the – here's <laughs> guys are going to be bidding me up on all those guys in the auction. Why? But no, if no one like this is the thing. Like, this is a smart league. Like, I never bought into the whole you – know, that's why I don't mind if people know who I like. Because, yeah. like, if you want to bid me up an extra dollar, fine. But I like this guy at 28. You're saying 29. I'm out. No. You know, like, good luck. No, I don't like Have that. Have fun with that $29 guy you paid two extra dollars for. Yeah, maybe. But there are guys who I do like. I mean, Steve, that's a pretty darn good list. Um you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta zig when they zag. You know, it's part, of, it's part of the issue of doing a show like this on a weekly basis. The guy who got me the worst was freaking Frank Stamfel during Tout Wars. Every one of my guys, every single one of the guys, Frank's just bidding me up. I'm like, at the end, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, hee hee hee. 
I'm like, Frankie. He's like, you better listen to my show so I know how, you know, then I could, you could know who my guy, the guys are my guys. But I knew you wanted that guy, so I'm going to keep it. guerrilla marketing. Oh, that was, that was frustrating. The Tout Wars, the Tout Wars one. I was like, Frank, I love every one of the guys on your team. He's like, yep. I just like how Frank laughs like a Mario Kart character. Yeah. Frankie's great, man. Frankie's great. Frankie's, Frankie's great. Stamfels is good stuff. That whole, that whole gang. Florio, Greg, that that's are there? Are they are they doing it again? I assume. I don't think anyone's dropping out. It's fun. It's a fun league with good people. And yeah, it really is. That's you know, for, I think for a lot of people, it's their only fifteen team mixed auction. Yeah, it's a, it's a real. I, I'm actually really glad that we waited because that's one that I'm really looking forward to doing. Summer is here, and our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure you're well groomed above and below the belt. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving with their Lawnmower 3.0 personal trimmer. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming. And the Lawnmower 3.0 is a waterproof cordless body trimmer that makes it safe and easy. Subscribe to the perfect package and get a new replacement blade refill for your trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. With free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts, a travel bag, a $39 value, and the patented high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC. Uh, Speaking of which, waiting, I I pulled up NFBC um, ADP because Michael Waterloo did his, his points league rankings for the site. And the poor guy has had to like change it like five times in the last week. Uh, but he put Mike Trout at number five. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I think it's so too I want high. to pull up. Uh, it's too high, way too high. Maybe it's too but high. He's not there. gonna. He's gonna stop. He's going. Yeah, I think you're right. He's not gonna play, right. man. I mean, he may start playing, but he, you know, he said, if I get it, I can't see my kid for 14 days. I mean, Nando, you had a you had a child. You know what that experience is. The idea of not being able to see your kid when they first are born. Yeah, man, I can't. We can't. That's that's you, like I, I get it. Like, but you know, before well, I think even young me had that sense of humanity. But like, uh, I don't think you have to have a kid to get it. But I know exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, no, you got to do it, man. Come on, I mean, you got to take care of your family first. I, in if the, it was like his third, you know, right. like, whatever. And even then, I would it would be like, yo, my wife's pregnant, and that's so very much more important than anything. Uh, but like the NFBC thing, I sent you guys last night. I texted you the that thing. I don't know if we're get, we'll get into it probably. But they have Trout was picked at number four, ahead of Lindor, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Juan Soto, Jacob Degrom, Garrett Cole. I'm like, I wouldn't take Trout over any of those guys at this point. To me, he'd be off my board almost. I mean, I guess maybe late second round, you go for it. But I, I just don't. I, I right, am I wrong? DVR. I've thought about this a little bit because I did the pitcher list mock last week, and I had the fifth pick and. Trout fell to me there. I think he still belongs in the top five. I think if he were closer to not playing than to playing, he wouldn't be in camp right now. People have seen the pictures. He's out there running the bases, wearing the mask. He's already exposing... the. He's already increased the possibility of just being around people by, by showing up in the first place. And I think what... I think what a lot of people are struggling with with Trout is just how long he will be away when that happens. Is it going to be like a normal paternity list sort of absence? Can it even be with testing and doing things safely, right? Like that's that's the great unknown. And I think there was this 
belief that was floated out there at some point. I don't know where it started. I don't know how realistic it is. But I was under the impression that people thought Mike Trout would have to be away for two weeks when the birth of his child happens in August. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think when you're testing players every single day at the facility, and I'm assuming he'll be tested while he's away, even in and out of the hospital, right? You're going to have to be checked to make sure that you don't have any symptoms then. His timing to come back is probably less about having to isolate and more just about how much time he wants to be away. So I, I think it's just a little bit overblown to assume a two-week timetable. Now, it's possible that they'll have a plan like that in place. That might be what he wants to do. He's Mike Trout. He can do whatever he wants. So I understand the simple risk-reward decision of saying, I got a top-five pick. I'm just not going to deal with it, even if he misses five games instead of two weeks. Five games out of 60 is a lot, and as great as Mike Trout is, there's also the possibility he misses more, so I'm going to do something else. I, I understand the logic behind it, but the question becomes, what's really the the latest he's going to go in a draft? I mean, in a room of 12 Ians, he's going late second round. But in a typical room, I think he's still going to end up going four, five, six, seven. But what's the, what What value will he return? That's the, that's the question. Forget about when he's going to be drafted for a minute. I think you got to look at him as a points league player and as a roto player. It's two separate things. Because if he comes, like, if he's a late comebacker for those last. 22 games I mean, he's going to win you a billion all your head-to-head matchups if you make the playoffs yeah I think the size of the league is a pretty big factor too like the the pitcher list mock was a 12-team league the I think the screenshot that you sent us last night Ian that was a 12-team or two right yeah and Uh, your ability to replace him even in roto like you're not taking a zero for the entire time he's gone you're just taking it if it's a midweek sort of thing and you can't swap him out right away right if he if he leaves on Tuesday lineup locked Monday there were games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The earliest you could take them out in some leagues is Friday. You lose those three games where you get zeros, but then someone else off your bench comes in. So it's Trout plus whoever you have on the bench. I think that needs to be kind of factored in as well. I think the deeper the league, you know, the less likely someone would be to pay absolute top dollar to get them because it becomes more difficult to replace them in a 15-team mixed league or even an only league, for example. I have them in AL Labor. Uh, which I my my forty three dollar uh, Mike Trout, which was also very exciting, has now become kind of sad. Well, who knows, man? You know, like maybe Mike Trout's a psycho who's like, no, I'm, I'm he's here. not though. He's not. I know. And and know. better. Uh, he wants to be a weatherman. I mean, he's got some quirks. <laughs> he wants to be a weatherman. That's like his thing. It's a big time side hobby. Are you serious? Never heard about. That. I did not know that. Ian, this is like this is like an Ian Con. It would have been. I drop him for that. I hate weatherman. Uh, you take that back, sir. I do. I take that back. I was just. He would be the best weatherman, weather person, meteor meteorologist. Mike Trout would be the best meteorologist ever. If he, I took followed that up. Mike Trout's parents on Twitter the other day. All right, let's move along. It's a nice follow. <laughs> let's <get laughs> on to the next topic, please. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let's go with more content. Okay. <laughs> Funny story, yeah. <laughs> uh, so any, anyway, the whole point of this NFBC thing is Trout's gone as low as eleven. As high, but only as high as two. No one's taken Trout overall. There's been 12, 12 drafts um, in the month of July so far on NFBC. Uh, Yelich is actually number one in terms of ADP if you just average everything out. Uh, slightly ahead of Acuna. Uh, Yelich is 1.42. Acuna is 
that Bellinger bets Trout, Cole, Lindor, Turner, DeGrom, Soto, Jose Ramirez creeping up into the top wow. 12, Trevor Story. Um, so, yeah, it's not like there's a huge Do you guys buy – are you buying pitchers. Jose Ramirez, guys? Are you buying Jose no. Ramirez? No. I haven't I haven't done it. Especially not a short season? Yeah. I, I haven't done it at the price. I I just can't. I, he, he's just in this – he's in that dead zone for me where I – if I'm picking in that spot where he goes in a snake draft, I'm doing something else. I'm going an ace right. plus a bat. I like that he can be a five-category player. I'm probably too hung up on his first half from last year. And I think it would take a late second-round fall for him to be on my radar, and it doesn't happen. The latest he's gone is 16th. That's crazy to me. He's going ahead of Nolan Arenado. Arenado. Yeah, I and the other guy who I, I just can't buy, and I don't know, I, I could be dead wrong, but it's Trevor Story. I just don't ever get him. I don't ever want him, and I don't know what it is. It's just because the numbers are ridiculous, but I just am always like, I don't want him. I don't I don't want him. I think it was that one bad season. Maybe. I, I don't want You know, like that exists. That little, you remember Super Troopers? No. When he, they no. had that one bullet that was like just a little <laughs> off. Jeez. I was like, what's that? He goes, don't worry about that guy right there. But it exists still. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's too obscure of a reference. No, I got no, I, I think I think we both got that one. I, I get it, but that's funny. Actually, I like that. Uh, maybe I don't have that season. I, I guess I just you know I was we were, I was looking over this twelve team and was just sort of surprised at the way it, it's playing out right now and, and what's getting picked and who's getting picked and the guy that kind of stuck out. All to right, me let's go ahead. Go ahead, Ian. You take it away. Was Alberto Mondesi is now the twenty sixth player drafted. I could see I could see him going higher. I, I guess. I mean, because the, his shoulders fine. His shoulders should be fine. Yeah, and steal a ton of bases in a short season. Yeah, I, I I get it, but that's a big jump from where he was being taken. Now, again, the shoulder was still a question. Spring training, we were not sure if he's going to be ready for opening day, but he was dropping in the fifth round, fourth fifth I, round. Yeah, in- I, I think that was all driven by the shoulder, though. I mean, I okay. think if if we're giving him a clean bill of health, if he had that back during the fall when the very first drafts were happening. I think he would have probably established an ADP close to where he is right now. That's the that's the interesting stuff, dude. Is the guys who are jumping so high, the guys who are available. Like Aaron Hicks is available now. Giancarlo Stanton is hitting balls off teammates' heads. I mean, he's fully healthy for at least this week. Um, these are guys who really have more value than they did before. Changes the game. I wonder if Trey Turner. I mean, Trey Turner's maxed out at five, but I mean, that's the guy who, if you just if you're if your theory coming in here. And I didn't buy into there are no steals before, but I think now you can really legitimately say there are no steals because it's going to take so long to build them. You know, over the course of a 162-game season, you could build things up. You know, guy gets three steals, that's a big deal. Guy gets three steals here, it's a huge deal. You know what I mean? Like, that's it's what nine. There's where OOTP you know? really ruined Trey Turner for me because he's a 50 in OOTP. Yeah, yeah and, that's, that's, not, that's just wrong. I mean, yeah, I guess. But he he's just not that good. He was batting ninth on Max's team. Not to bring up set, you know. <laughs> bring up oh, I'm 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 over it. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. I'm looking ahead to fake 2021 and and real 2021 for that matter. But uh, Trey Turner, I, I've said this before. He hits the ball harder than people realize. I mean, 19 home runs last year, but it was backed up. He had an average exit velocity over 90 miles per hour. Like that's not just some speed yeah. guy that hits a few home runs. That's a guy that hits some ropes and steals a lot of bases. So I think people just have like a speed first 
mindset when they think of Trey Turner, and that maybe leads them to overlook the power. But just with Mondesi in particular for a second, people chase speed early because speed is hard to come by, and you want to get a boatload of it from a few players early if you can. At least that's the prevailing strategy that I think most people are trying to use. The closest speedster near him in ADP right now is Starling Marte. So, I mean, are you guys more comfortable with Mondesi and pushing for that ceiling but taking on the possibility of a much lower batting average? Or do you like the longer track record of Marte knowing that most likely if these guys play the same number of games, Mondesi is going to get more steals? Mondesi for me. I think I like Marte. But again, I might be colored by OOTP because he was so good for my Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, I feel some kind of connection with him, and I, I don't know. Can we do that as a, a little bet right there? Can we do who has who who is higher on the CBS player rater for Roto at the end of the season? Uh, uh, Starling Marte or Alberto Mondesi? Should we do it? Come on, Chris is waiting. The, uh, no, I, would, I would definitely do the bet. I just want to. I don't know if the CBS player rater is the most objective way to do it. Is it? Is uh, baseball HQ better? DVR, come on, you know this stuff. We, I, I like dollar values a little better. So if we're doing okay. Roto, I would say like the Rotowire auction value or in-season value calculator would work. Perfect. I'm all. What if that. we all well, actually? What if we do best out of three? Let's do CBS. Let's do Rotowire. <laughs> okay. And then let's just ask Eno who had a more valuable. Season. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> I, I think that works. I'm, I'm all for that. Wins. I'm all for that. All right. I'm good with that. So right. if it, so basically, we do RotoWire and we do CBS, and if it's split, then Eno makes the call. Yeah, I like. That. I yeah, love that. That's that's, yeah. that's super fun. Okay, Chris from uh, from Baseball Pods. We have our next bet. It is uh, Starling Arte, Alberto Mondesi. Who is, gets more? Who's worth more money uh, in season? Con uh, goes with Mondesi. Defino goes with Marte. Van Rypa. We got. I'll take the Starling Marte side of this one. Nice. I think it's a really fun toss I like up because I think one. it's there's there's multiple ways for it to go right for either one of them. Yeah, totally. It's gonna it's it's not gonna be close. It's not gonna be close. You don't think so? I think you'd be very close. I think one of them's gonna get hurt. These guys can go up or down in power average. Well, probably not. Average. I think Marte has average. But yeah, Marte has he, average. But Marte doesn't steal as many bases. He had a, I think eleven stolen bases last year. Let me look. If I remember correctly, well, I'd, I'd say he 25. didn't steal a lot of bases last year. He stole 25 year. last year? Yeah, he hit 23 homers, too. Oh, that's right. We've had this argument. I'm still going Mondesi, but wow. Average floor is really high. Projected average is at 284. It's And it's probably a better lineup in Arizona. I, I think the the trickiest thing about all this is we don't know what a stolen base is going to be worth. Like A, a stolen base could be exceedingly valuable this year. Yeah. If Mondesi wins by five steals but loses in the other categories, that might actually make him the more valuable player. Yes, because stolen bases have been that valuable. If we look at who wins, you know, fantasy baseball leagues, speed wins. I, I know some people, was it Nando, were you, was it you last week who were sort of saying, I don't worry about it and I, I kind of just want to finish. No, that was a different thing I did, but I don't believe in that. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it, to you, man. The, no, 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 it was another podcast that I did where somebody was like, I don't really focus on steals. Um, I thought you were quitting all your other podcasts. I was, but I had I had one uh, obligation, which was enjoyable, and I enjoyed very much. Actors, but, yeah, you do what you do. <laughs> uh, otherwise, yes, I am quitting all other podcasts. It's true. It's, 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 By the way, did not cry uh, the parts of Hamilton you thought I was going to cry. Oh, you know, it's very good. But I mean, you know, when the sun, the the quiet of town. Spoiler alert! No, just uh, quiet of town. You seem like kind of like a spoiled kid that is father beat ignored. This? So like, it wasn't. What's... What? At the beep of this, are there spoilers for Hamilton? No, 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 no. I was pretty subtle oh, about it. History. It's called. It's called fifth grade history. Man. Yeah. No. It's okay. There, and no, you don't have to beep it. Really? But it didn't move you. That didn't move you. 
It was good. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I didn't cry. What'd you think overall on the show? One to ten. What do you give it? I, let me tell you, I hate everybody. Who, oh, Hamilton. I got to see Hamilton. You know, like the people who like put Instagrams of them with the program, holding it up, smiling. Um, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. I'm not going to gush about it. And, you know, I'm probably not going to tweet. Like, everyone's got to see it, but really, really excellent. No, it's... DVR, you haven't seen it yet? Not yet. I don't have Disney Plus yet. I'm going to get it. I think I'm going to probably watch surprise. it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to put that at like 25 to 1. Yeah. I am PayPaling you the first two months of Disney Plus. I am buying you tickets to Hamilton. I am buying you <laughs> tickets good. to that's Hamilton. Really this is it's what a really I'm doing. Nice gesture. No, it's, it's really not. <laughs> I appreciate it's, that. It's, I'm just buying. This is. I did this with a buddy of mine. He was like, ah, you know, I don't really want to do it. I was like, I'm buying you tickets to Hamilton. So I am right now. I am buying you two months. I'm buying you two months. You have two months to watch, and it's going to. It, it's it's worth it. Why two? Why not one month? Ah, because yeah, one month is pressure. You know what I mean? It's like I gotta watch it. But now you're set. You don't have to. You know what I'm saying? It's done. Done. It's done. Make it happen. There's well, no excuse now. Well, I appreciate that, Ian. Yeah. Is, is there anything else on Disney Plus I should watch? Like, no, it's a waste. Know, all we hell, challenge you to find Julian some or something. It. It's a total waste. Total, total <laughs> waste. Total waste of time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Deke, I don't know if you have ever seen Frozen, but it's a really excellent. Do you like Frozen? Movie. A lot of good songs. I haven't, like- I haven't seen it. I don't see. I, if, if I lived closer to my extended family, like I have, uh, I have some nieces who oh. were at like the age of being really into Frozen. <sighs> my kid, so I my probably boys, would have like brought them to see it or gone with my cousins. My boys and gone with them are to see so it. hate Frozen, like it's like a passion for them, which is pure sexism from a seven and eleven year old because they like all the girls love it so much. I hate it. It's like Nando when Nando sees something on Twitter that everybody loves, they're like, I Nando's like, I don't like that. That's how my boys are about Frozen. Uh, you know, I just, it's, you know, it's it sours you. No, I get it. It's hey, like, okay. You know what? I'll, I'll put it. I'm not. I'm never going to answer Yuena Cespedes if someone asks me who I like as a sleeper this year with the National League DH, whatever, whatever, because I'm just so sick of hearing it. I, I just I refuse to do. <laughs> you that. know who I like? You know, if that makes, does that make sense? Totally. You know who I like though? Table. Can I just throw this in here? A DH. Oh, not well, not you, DVR. Like you're not <laughs> tweeting about it. Like you're the end all be all advice giver. But the guy, the guy I would pick for NL uh, DH sleeper, Yuena Cespedes. It's going to be rocket. There you go. That's, yeah, there you go. See? He's just go. trying to get you angry. Is there anything you like about social media, Nando? I think you actually just hate Twitter and Instagram. I think no. that's actually more that's like true. the overall problem here. <laughs> well, you know what sucks about it is, so Twitter, I, I would love to use Twitter as my news feed, but everyone who I depend on for news is throwing out opinion left and right. And so, like, like if Pauly Shore is trending, right? <laughs> I click wow. on it. I'm like, what happened? Oh my so god! So the first one thousand <laughs> things I see are people like piggybacking off it to try and get their tweets seen. So like, oh, when I see Pauly Shore trending, and then that gif where the guy's wiping his brow, I can't find out what what he did. So I got to go back to Google. So like, what's the point of Twitter? I feel like an old man. I'm like I'm googling things again hmm. to see what happened. Anyway, let's get back to baseball. Yeah, that wasn't me this time. Phew. That kind of was. Come on. What no, it wasn't. That was DVR asking questions. Yeah, I really like so, it. So, yeah, cut that out yourself, buddy. You're the one who doesn't have any time. Don't cut it out. It's good stuff. Listen, people people come for the baseball content, but they also come because we, you know, we kibitz. We kibitz. We kibitz. Listen, I want to ask you guys a question. Is there such a thing as a reach this year? DVR, I want to go to you first. Yeah, less so than usual, but I think you can still reach. I mean, like, just using the ADP as an example, right? Like, if you take... Luis Robert in the second round, that's still a reach even because he's got an ADP of like 75. <laughs> so you, you could still do it. But I, I think going back to something you brought up earlier, 
I think you can be a lot more creative and flexible with how you value players and how you build a roster just because things are so strange this year. Makes sense. Yeah. I th- so I think it's more like, and the flip side of this is always, Sam, you know, Pete Alonso has a 32 ADP right now. I'm going to take him in the second round of my 12-team draft, uh, you know, at number 18. That's a reach. But is it because people aren't going to be playing by these same rules anymore? Someone could say, well, Pete Alonso, you know, three times last season hit five home runs over the span of 10 games, and he's a straight – I'm making this up, and I'm just using Pete Alonso as an example. But I just think there are going to be so many crazy picks, and people can justify anything outside of their ADP that you can't draft scared or depending on these ADP, even the new ADP, even the fresh ones. Um anymore i think like if you want your guy like go like if you want gavin lux in the third round go for it you know what i mean like if you want zach wheeler who's got a 153 adp and you want to pick him 87 go for it man like a like a kenta maeda 149 if you want him at 60 take him <laughs> i mean yeah Julio Urias, 118 if you want him at 24 go for it uh, like i don't care okay, anymore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, it's, this is gonna be wild west oh. everything can be justified okay, okay. Uh, yeah let i uh, think ian Go ahead, Ian. Okay, I'm going to take this because I was with you until you got to the actual people and the actual numbers. So well, I was just, that was the part that I was scrolling through on my screen. Gosh, it's fine. <laughs> but but like, yeah, I agree with. I, typically, I say to Nando, like, no, you do not take Aaron Judge at eight. You wait to take him at 23, right? Because he's going to be there at 23. He's not going to. And you don't need to take him at eight. But with this particular year of 60 players, 60 games. I think you have latitude. I do. I think you should get guys that you want. There is a limit to that, right? So if there's a guy like even Judge at 23 or 8, I could almost see trying to – no, not with not with his injury, not with the rib issue. But like another guy, like if you want Louis Robert and his ADP is 70, you do not take him in the 20s. You do not take him in the 30s. If you want to take him in the 40s, you can do that. That's a big reach. That's a huge reach. But what if someone else does that in your league? Like, yeah, I think we play in too many expert leagues where people just kind of like, you know, follow these ADP and like keep the trends and whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm talking my home leagues, man. I got a few of them. And it's just like, my friends will do this stuff. And I think the expert leagues are going to play like that a lot this year. And not to draw a line between home leagues and expert leagues because that's, I don't like when people do that really. But they are two different beasts. So almost in the same way expert leagues and NFBC leagues are two different beasts. Um, You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, they're different groups of people with different variable rules and different kind of views on things. And I just, for me, it's like, I don't care right now. I'm going to take guys early and just, you know, caution to the wind. I I think it's just a matter of making sure that you're getting as many of the guys you want as you possibly can, though. Like, if you you push guys up too far, instead of getting 10 guys that you really wanted, you only get seven, right? Like, if you you do it right, you can actually get all 10, and I think that's just kind of like threading the needle and, and getting it just right. But being more aggressive on players you like, I'm all for Me that. Me too. Absolutely. I, I, take, Julio, take Julio Urias, for example. Okay, yeah. All right? What's his ADP it, right now? Like 111. His, his max really? is 111. Okay, his max is 111. Cause that yeah, like, 122 is the ADP. But he, he's actually really? got a, a tighter range than I would have expected. 111 to 143. Yeah. I would have expected someone wow. to have pushed him to like 85 or 90 at least. I'm going to be that guy. I, well, I haven't had my drafts yet. I got him. But, in- like, I'm going to get U- – Urias is a humongous strikeout guy. Very low whip. Very low ERA. I feel like he, quote, unquote – like, last year, pitched uh, 79 two-thirds innings to 2.49 ERA, 1.08 whip, and a 9.6K per nine. Uh, eight starts out of his 37 appearances. Um, 
Uh, so, but I mean, like, that could be his line. It won't be his line this year. That'd be impossible. But you know what I mean? Like, he's going to have a crap load of strikeouts. He's going to have got, no ratios. Dude, I got Julio Urias. Like, he was but, top 10. Wait a second. I got Julio Urias in March in Tout Wars for seven bucks. Seven bucks. Yeah, but that's when he was going to be limited to 120 innings, say. Points League, drunk early spending in that auction, too. Everybody went stars and scrubs except for maybe, what, Ariel Cohen and Me. one other person. I didn't go you, stars and scrubs. Yeah, there were, there were like two or th- like two or three out of 12 who went. Right, because you, you ran that that one. But, I mean. Yeah, I was, I was living in the chat that day. Yeah. I mean, I got Urias for seven, Mike Miner for two, Ryu for six. Kluber for ten, yeah, okay, that must be it. That and, was and, yeah, it was unique to that room, the scoring system and the auction format. Yeah, because and actually the scoring system really does. It, it's all about starting pitching in that particular scoring system. We've discussed that before. But I just was looking. I was looking over that team. That was one of the teams. I was like, oh, I kind of like that. Oh, that went well. Oh, I like that. So it's a, like it's Steve G's list. <laughs> Seven dollars for Urias should be. Urias is going to return. worth of value. Chris, we've got our next bet. All right. (laughs) What were the stakes on the last one, by the way? It's nothing. We're going to overall. No, but overall, it's just like an overall who wins the overall, I think. You know? But so Julio Urias, Nando, you said it. What is the the number? The guy who's just sending Disney subscription money willy nilly. I think you want to put something on there. I'd be happy to put something on for the Julio Urias bet. And we could, yeah, for the, all right. So Marte. No, I'm just kidding. We'll worry about the stakes later. We only got like four minutes. So we all got to go to the other, the next call. What, what is Julio Urias? What's the number you got? I could, I would put him as a, t- come on now. Don't, 20. oh, come on now. Look, since you guys are, all right, fine. A, a 17 and a half dollar that's player. That's more like, that's more like it. Because twenty return, yes, yeah. That, yeah, that's a very fair play. That's to put a fair number. If you you do twenty four, twenty five, you're just you're you're not. Well, increase my odds. Losing, um, but seventeen and a half. <laughs> no, but of that bet, I just mean that bet. But seventeen and a half, Urias. That's an interesting number. Uh, that's an interesting number. So it's basically, the, a top twenty pitcher. Yeah, Nanda, you're going over on seventeen and a half, right? Yeah. Okay. DVR, which which way are you going? I'm gonna take under. You know, I'm. I'm. It's a really good number. You picked a really sweet number there, Nando. Um, I'm gonna go under only because they might limit him for a minute. Even though with price out, I'm just gonna go under. I'm gonna go under. I think he's gonna be in the 15 to 17 range. So I'm gonna go under. Yeah. All right, Chris. Baseball pods. Julio Urias. Over Nando Defino, seventeen. You know, we can put these in ourselves. He just set the thing up for us. Yeah, I know, but I think we could, we could, we could probably the pipe them in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. I still want to give him a shout out because he set it up. And he gives yeah, us we a keep nice, shouting him out. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and he gives us a nice. Uh, he always gives us a nice, you know, tweet out about what we talked about. So it was fun. He's the Doctor Scott of shared uh, Google Docs. <laughs> Doctor Scott, I, I, you're right. I, I would have forgotten that. I'm definitely going to text him. I'm going to. I'm going to Twitter. Nice. Yeah, Why so. don't you buy him a couple months of Disney Plus? <laughs> You know, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> Cut that out, DVR. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'll, <laughs> That's no, no, when no. we end, you're going to get that part out about buying him Disney, right? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> always that moment. Well, now that it's not Ian after dark, I don't have to call DVR and say, wait, what did I say? Can you cut that? <laughs> Every night I'd have to do it. Uh, um, all right. Well, we're running out of time. Good so, show. Uh, good show. Yeah, good show. Great show. Mwah. We're back. We're serious. I think we got to everything. Yeah, we did. 
Uh, if you're interested in taking over an American League only team, oh, uh, for God's send sake. us a note to fantasypods <laughs> at theathletic.com. <laughs> also, uh, any of your questions, uh, whatever, I'm just kidding about that. I'm going to do it. But if you do have questions or anything like that, fantasypods at theathletic.com. For the man who cried at a bootlegged Hamilton, Ian Cow. <laughs> Later, guys. See you next week. <laughs> For the guy who doesn't realize that Ian's going to be able to see all his search history now on Disney Plus, Derek Arriba. <laughs> Add that to my things that I'm bitter about. <laughs> we'll see you later. I'm not an Afino. Next week, much more seriousness coming your way. Bye bye. Later. <laughs>